Hey everybody, this is Gloria and we are live on the Heart of the City San Diego Facebook page and I have with me Tommy and Michelle Hunter. Hey, oh my hey. gosh. Hey. I'm so excited to have them. Um, I could tell you a little bit of, of the backstory on that. <laughs> I see these guys. I seen them on, it was either the 700 Club or TBN or something like that, sure. but I, I was like so impressed with their story that, you know, I was a fan, so I was like stalking them, right? Wow. <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, these guys have an incredible story. And then it turned out that you guys moved to San Diego. Yeah. yeah. And so I was like, I, and I told you this before earlier, you guys, <laughs> I messaged Michelle and I was like, oh my gosh, I would love to, you know, get, I think I said coffee or something like yeah. that. And she was so sweet. She was like, oh, that would be nice. And so like, you know, we had this little conversation, right? For me... Um, sitting here as someone who interviews people, I think that is the most humble thing for people to do that. And I, that for that that kind of people, um, when they do get back to you like that, I think that is uh, personable. I think it's incredible. I think it's humble, and I mm. love that. I think there's a big heart behind that. So oh, I, that, that's that's incredible. So with that yeah. said, though. I'm like so happy to have you guys. Uh, Thank you. I want so you guys to, to yes, yeah. I want you. you guys to kind of just you know share with with the audience here a little bit about you know who you are. Let them know you know maybe they haven't seen the, the 700 Club or any of those things, um, but you guys have a, this amazing miraculous story, and I've been sharing this with the fa Facebook you know family here. Yeah, just but, a, uh, such such the grace of God though. And, I really don't want to get all spiritual and religious, but man, honestly, the only reason why Michelle and I get to sit here today is because of, you know, it's um, we, we learned over the weekend um, from a, a Hispanic pastor, one of the guys in Mexico that we spoke at his church, and he said, man, it's grace, grace. Yeah, you know, it's just grace. a double measure of grace, yeah. and um, we were definitely afforded that. Um, and we'll get into what that means in a minute, but um, why, don't, why don't we tell a little bit about where we come from and, you know, jump into how we met and then how we completely screwed things up and where we are today. <laughs> yeah. All right, cool, go yeah. for it. I'll let you go. Yeah, um, speaking for myself, uh, I, I, my grandparents raised me and uh, they, they, were, they were, they are amazing Christian people and um, raised me right, but it was at a very young age due to a lot of different dynamics and things going on in my life. Um, I think I was about 13 when I left home. Young. Yeah, it's very young. And so um, it was then when I started using drugs and alcohol. And so um, my life was just real um, wild and chaotic. And, you know, I, I walked away from God with my hand in his face, you know, mm -hmm. uh, most of my life. And so um, all of those years, I think from about 13 to 30, um, I was real involved with drugs and um, uh, guns and just real high level uh, criminal activity. Wow. And um, and I, I found myself in jail in 2002, facing mm. 26 plus years in prison. Oh my gosh. Give or take a few years. And um, I absolutely deserved every one of them. Um, I, uh, I was just a real shady chick. Mm. And um, it was while I was in jail actually that I had an encounter with God. And he just, um, his love just wrecked me, you know, mm -hmm. and I made a decision while I was in there. It wasn't some sort of jailhouse conversion kind of thing. It was a real heart um, 
awareness yeah. of how desperately I needed him and mm. how desperately I had messed up my life. And um, I think it was because of that real heart transformation that happened mm. while I was in there that um, I'm not in there today, thank God. Yeah. And um, and then... Uh, um, Can I interject for a second? Yeah. Yeah, I think what we've learned is that uh, a lot of people know who God is. Right, right. But then there's the knowing that's, you know, when it actually sinks into your heart and it, you know, you, you start to understand your surrender versus just, mm. you know, the head knowledge. And yeah. and I think yep. that's what Michelle was, what was happening with Michelle. And, yeah. and really, I just kind of came up with this phrase that says salvation without transformation is deception. Because mm -hmm. there's not really any transformation in your life. You're really deceiving yourself right. into thinking mm -hmm. that you're doing something and being something that you're actually not. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And the only one that we end up fooling ourselves mm -hmm. is, is mm -hmm. us, you know. and And mm -hmm. uh, so... We found out that, um, well, I can still speak for me. I was really just being a, a fool, but um, go ahead. Well, it, it, it took me a while. I mean, even though I had this encounter with God in jail, you know, when I got out, I yeah. had to learn how to be legal and be right, right, and and work honestly, and um, and how to change everything that I had believed my whole life and. You know, a lifetime of learned behavior, right? Right. Yeah, so it took me a while. And um, during the process, uh, over several years, you know, I really chased God really hard. And I... Did you have... Can I just... Like, yeah. Did you have any mentors, someone helping you through this transition point? Um, I was in a really good church. When I got out of, of jail, um, I immediately got into this church that God had told me to go to. Awesome. And... Um, I was going to Sunday mornings and Sunday afternoons and Sunday evenings and I was going to Wednesdays and Saturdays and the Thursday meetings that I totally didn't understand and the help groups. I mean, I really wanted to be different. I wanted everything in my life to be different. Yeah. And um, um, it took several years for me to learn how to think differently and how to think the way that God wants us to think, you know, and how to learn how to use faith. and. And um, stand on the word. And so I was in a really good church teaching me really good fundamentals. Mm. Um, God provided me a great job a uh, few years after I got out um, at a ministry using all of the things that I did wow. uh, when I was sh a shady character mm. um, in the graphics department um, at a ministry. And so those people really surrounded me and my daughters and um, loved on us and just became our family so I don't know that they were so much mentors but mm. they definitely were family and okay. they were definitely there for us mm. and I spent you know many years um, really working on my relationship with God yeah. and, and and my relationship with my daughters and yeah. I didn't have any intention of getting married or being in a relationship I mean I had done that before mm. <laughs> I had um, practiced marriages before and so um, yeah. <laughs> we both have and um, and then just yeah, one day Tommy Hunter came along and messed everything up. I did screwed it all <laughs> <Yeah>. up. <laughs> you know, Jack, Jack, Elaborate on that. Yeah, jacked up. Uh, we met we met online, and you know we met on a, a Christian dating site, and um, mm -hmm. whatever that means. And so because you find you know a Christian dating site, everybody has their own idea and concept of what a Christian really is. And so mm -hmm. even myself, you know. Yeah. I, mean, I think I had the understanding of the concept, but I had a lot of religion, and mm. Michelle had a lot of faith, and so you put those two together, and they collided, and 
Um, Let me just interject there. I I didn't have any religion. Mm -hmm. I I only knew intimate relationship with God. So when when we met, um, he had a lot of Christianese. He had a lot of, um, he sounded the part and he played the part. (laughs) Yeah. And he, um, yeah. I had never been in a relationship with a Christian man before, so I was so excited. And he had so yeah. much Bible knowledge yeah. that I was like, wow, this is, you know, God, this is amazing that you brought this man into my life. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, and, and, I can relate. Yeah, yeah well, it, wasn't, that, it wasn't amazing, though. You know, a lot of that was just the way that I was taught when I first got saved. And it's kind of just, I mean, it was King James only, and it was, you know. Oh <laughs> no my gosh, women preachers. Yeah, I mean, just no, no speaking in tongues and none of that. <laughs> And now, wow, we're just, you know, that's a totally different world for us. But yeah. I brought to the mix, um, you know, like age two or three, I watched my mom, who was a single mom. Uh, let me even back up even further. So when my mom got pregnant, she we, she was Catholic and her mom and dad, um, because my mom wasn't married, pushed my mom down a flight of stairs hoping that she would have a miscarriage, oh and I just look at that as, man, the enemy couldn't snuff me out because God had such a bigger plan, And yeah. um, but about three years later, I watched my mom date guys and mm. be brutally beaten by them, mm. and so all this programming is happening, and then mm. by five years old, she's, you know, you know, she got married, but then she had married an abusive guy, mm-hmm. and so um, then by age, I don't know what six seven and I was molested by two female babysitters Mm -hmm. so my concept of women was really skewed Mm -hmm. and by age 14 I I, um, had lost my virginity to my mom's best friend who was in her 30s and so my my programming was set it was done and so for the next how many ever years until we met 26 years till we met my whole programming was women were good for abuse and having sex with period that's it and they well, were your programming was it was much longer it was way after you met me right but that continued but it was just they were disposable you know and so um so that's to answer your question how i really screwed our, our marriage up is that yeah. i had the concept that you know if i didn't like it we could just it call, was over call it done, oh, yeah, you know? yeah. not that not and it's not what i really wanted it's just yeah that was my default, you know? It was almost like yeah. a fear mechanism. So yeah. if he yeah. if he really misbehaved or he was really abusive because yeah. he was very abusive in our in our first marriage, yeah. um, he would be so quick to mm-hmm. get divorced. That's it. Because mm-hmm. he didn't want rejection from me. So mm-hmm. he would reject me before I could reject him, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and it was his way of, of self being self-protective, I think. Um, we got married just four months after knowing each other. Mm-hmm. We don't recommend that. If you're watching live and you're single, <laughs> do don't not do it. Do that. Okay? Oh, yeah. It doesn't work that way. Yeah. You definitely have to go through some life experiences together. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And, in it, you know, like ask each other about your credit reports and, I mean, all kinds of different things that we don't think about that are important when you get married, you know? Yeah. yeah. And so, um, so, yeah, we got married. And everything was just this ridiculous fairy tale for the four months till we got married. Yeah. And, um, um, well, go ahead. Well, it was just, it was just, you a love couple, telling this part. it was just a couple weeks after we got married. Um, Tommy came home from work and he didn't like what I said or he didn't like how I said it or something. Some, somebody just texted you. They're trying to watch your program, but something's happening in your text messages that came up. So I don't know if you want to check that, but. Anyway. Oh, okay. It's probably. 
Okay. Somebody named Johnny Boy. That's my son. <laughs> Johnny Boy. Anyway. Go ahead. Yeah, so um, he, he just, I don't know what happened. He came home from work and he didn't like something. Mm -hmm. And so he um, he showed me who he really was, who he had been, he had been hiding yeah. for the four months that I had known him. And he was very violent and angry and abusive and, you know, was throwing me out of the house and changing the locks and taking all the money and we were getting divorced and, and we lived like this every day. Wow. But you know what was so frustrating is I had no idea why I was so angry. Yeah. You know, because I, I had never had never taken the time to connect the dots or really think it through and much like the question you asked, I've had mentors, you know, mm -hmm. and I've had, I've had some couple really great mentors. But that piece, with the, the dots were never connected until probably six years ago. So, thank God I got set free from that, you know. Mm -hmm. But it's, that was the radical move and change for us. But go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, so we just, we lived like that for four and a half years and it was hell. Um, my daughters lived with us and uh, Tommy's two kids would come visit us for holidays and summers. And it, it was a constant nightmare in our house. Everything was... Um, very um, fake. What happened in our house was not what happened out in public and you know um, mm -hmm. everybody in the church, everybody who knew him thought that he was just so awesome and people get so excited that he was coming to preach and stuff but yeah. um, that's not the that's not the life we lived at home. Mm -hmm. Everybody at home walked on eggshells and mm -hmm. Tommy was such a control freak. He used to like take the parts off the TV so we couldn't watch TV if he wasn't home. Or, mm -hmm. you know, he yeah. was constantly taking money, locking me out of the bank account. And um, so, so I was so because I think because I was so operating in fear yeah. that it was just the flip. I wanted everybody else to operate in fear. And we did. You know, and it was so. stressful. Yeah, it was really awful. And then at the same time that we were going through all of that, we were also in ministry. We were youth group leaders of a very large youth group. We were in jail ministry. Mm -hmm. um, and, and, and it was just this, it was like God would move. Yeah. But it was so crushing because what happened at home was the exact opposite mm -hmm. of what we experienced outside of our house. Mm -hmm. And um, I, think that, I think for me, that was the worst part uh, of the whole situation, it was the hypocrisy of it because mm -hmm. even like in my shady life when I was a criminal, I'm a criminal. <laughs> this I, is, I this is what I do. I, I, I can resonate with that one yeah. because I, my dad was an ex-convict, so he was who he was right. and it was yeah. the truth of right. who he was. Right. And so, so when all he got saved, stuff. it was the truth. Right. Yeah, yeah. I would, and, and really just not wanting, you know, the, I think the, the hardest part for me was the double life. It was not... It, it was putting on the, the facade at yeah. church and everybody thinking you're so amazing and then going yeah. home and yeah. being the real you, but yeah. then having to put on that fakeness. And it's like, yeah. oh, that was a it's lot exhausting. of work. You know, it's a lot of work, yeah. you know, and, and then you go to your work and then you're a totally different person there. And then you, yeah. so it's just, this really, it was a lot of work. And, and man, I will tell you this, yeah. the fun thing about today is I just, we are, just who we are, you know what yes, I mean? Yes. But what you see right now, and I, I know you've seen our stuff. Yes. Uh -huh. This is just kind of what you get, you know, mm -hmm. like the real raw kind of. Yeah. Here yeah. you go. Yeah. And I'm Why okay. Is, it's okay to tell the story. It's uh, what else? Is, yeah. What else? What's going to happen? What I, you know, we happen? always tell people we have nothing to lose because we've <laughs> yeah. already lost it all. At least, you know, I lost, I lost my wife, my kids, my job, mm -hmm. almost everything, and grace, grace. Yeah. Because he's restored it. You know, I would have to say a hundredfold. Oh. Yeah. 
Restoring you know, us, not even. He's taken renewed it. this gigantic mess that we created, mm -hmm. and he and and now it's something beautiful that it never was. Yeah, you know, it's um, there's just there's hope. Mm -hmm. There's hope for anybody out there who thinks that any situation in marriage, um, infidelity or drug addiction or mm -hmm. or physical abuse or whatever whatever it is. Well, you're checking all my boxes right now. <laughs> Wow, man. <laughs> you got so many boxes there. Yeah, I know. Um, they got all those boxes behind us. There's just there's hope because yeah. if you do it God's way, yeah. um, there's nothing that He can't restore yeah, and true. make it just this beautiful, um, blissful, amazing thing. And so that's where we live today. But mm -hmm. um, we, we did the whole really hellish existence yeah. in marriage for four and a half years until I just well I left you I left you a couple times during that period and. Um, um, uh, I just couldn't handle it anymore. The cheating and the, um, physical abuse, the physical abuse and the verbal abuse, the verbal abuse. And I couldn't deal with it anymore. And, mm. and at that time I believed myself to be a Christian woman, mm. but I can promise you there wasn't a day that I ever prayed for him mm -hmm. because I despised him so much. I was in this constant mode of trying to get away from him, mm -hmm. trying to survive him, mm -hmm. trying to just get through the day, trying to hide in another room, mm -hmm. trying to um, keep my mouth shut so that I could try to kind of control the situation. Mm -hmm. um, and I, and, go ahead. No, it's okay. I was just going to say, and, you know, the only reason, again, yeah. there's so many reasons why I'm here, but they all boil down to one, and yeah. that's um, the grace of God. But, you know, has she not been praying for me? Mm -hmm. Because, so here's what we do. A lot of time we'll see people and we'll complain about them because of our situation. We'll complain, we'll gripe, we'll use lots of different other adjectives that wouldn't be appropriate, but you know, we'll do all these different things. Yeah. But yet, the Bible just says pray. Mm. Just pray for your enemies. Because mm -hmm. we, you know, it's interesting that we're, we're talking like this as if they're enemies, but yet we're not praying like as if they're our enemies. Mm -hmm. and, and it's a, and, and so what we end up doing is crying. About the situation instead of crying out about the situation. Mm. There's a difference. It's, it's a difference, yeah. It's really hard to be in the place of a victim. Yeah. Come on. That's good. And be able to pray for somebody else. Yeah. yeah. The person who is victimizing you. Right. But see, God hasn't called us to be victims. Mm. We're champions. We're warriors. We're if you're a Over woman, promise. you're a daughter. I mean, we're yeah. we are, we have all of the power of heaven behind us. Mm -hmm. But I think in traumatic situations, we forget mm -hmm. who we are and we turn into a victim. And after four and a half years of, of doing this crazy thing with him, um, I was as victim as I could possibly be. Mm -hmm. And the only thing, you know, you, you people who advise you mm -hmm. say, well, you know, leave him and divorce him because he's been unfaithful to you. He's right. a, an abuser. He's done all these things. So you have, you have I want to stop rights. there for a minute, though. Did you guys hear what she said? She said that when people people that are advising you are telling you to leave the situation, right? Now, we don't want you to stay in there and be in a dangerous situation. No, I'm not. We also yeah. don't want, what is not needed is for people to tell you to leave, um, break it off, and those types of things. Because God can do. What was never told to me is there is a biblical way to fight for your marriage yes. and fight for your husband mm. who's going the wrong way, mm. who's broken mm. and needs help. Nobody ever said that to me. Wow. You know? 
And so, um, except for God himself. I mean, God, me and God, we worked this thing out. And he was the one who taught me how to do this. It wasn't through a mentor. It wasn't, although I did have um, an amazing woman in my life. And she would always bring it back around. Okay, Michelle, but how did you handle the situation? How, how are you praying for the situation? And I would be like, are you not even hearing me? Did you not hear what I just told you he did to me? I mean, I would just be furious with her. So, you know, James 5.16, it's... it's we look at it, and, we, and I think we look at Scripture a lot and go, oh, man, that sounds awesome. That, yay, you know, go God. Mm. But James 5.16 says, you know, that fervent, effectual prayer of a righteous man, mm. woman, mm -hmm. avails much. Mm -hmm. But it, that, it took me a while to get to that place where I could pray oh, for sure. him. Mm -hmm. um, when I left Tommy, I was pregnant. And um, um, I, I, I left California, and I moved back to Arizona. And, and, um, and I... Uh, I filed for um, legal separation so that he would have to help me pay for the insurance and and uh, you know the baby and all of this all of our bills and stuff. Mm. And so um, he came. So it was actually on our anniversary. Um, on that day, I gave birth to our son who was stillborn. And on that day, that same day, I got delivered divorce papers in the hospital. Not so, by my design. It was. Uh... I always clarify that because <laughs> I, I, I was I was mean and I was yeah. nasty, but I wasn't that evil. You know, my, my yeah. attorney was, and so okay. um, she decided to serve that that day. So, so you can imagine the amount of hatred that I had for him yeah. escalated to unbelievable amounts, mm -hmm. um, just because of the pain that I was experiencing and the things that I was going through. You know, alone um, mm. and. Um, Anyway, it was a few months after that, I had really been seeking God really hard because I was so close to going back to mm. my old lifestyle. It seemed to me that I had more control mm -hmm. um, not following God than I did following God. Yes. And um, I got a hold of some teachings about the love of God, and I just started soaking in them and listening to them 24 hours a day. They were playing in my house. and. Yeah, we just want to just put a, 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 this out there if you're... If you heard that, so Dan Muller is a, a great teaching on how to become love. Um, you can look at him, look Todd him up White, on YouTube. Yeah, Todd White's another one. Yeah. Um, those two right there, just... Powerful teachings, just really basic teachings on the love of God. And these teachings started to just change me and like just break down um, these walls that I had. And God said, you know what, Michelle? He said, you've become a God to yourself. Mm -hmm. He said, you're such a victim you protect all of these things that you that seem valuable to you. I can't get to them. You've set yourself up before me. Mm -hmm. And so I began to go through this process with God and lay all this stuff out. And get, I got healed from some radical things. And, and then one day, um, about four months out from our divorce being final, um, I received some more divorce, some more paperwork from his lawyer, and I, you know, I'm reading, I'm reading this paperwork, and yeah. it's just full of lies and ridiculous stuff. And he's trying to sue me for spousal support and stuff. I'm just like, this is just crazy. Anyway, I laid the papers down on the floor, and I just began to pray. Yeah. And I had an encounter with God's love. It was like it just overtook me. It was fluid. I was flying in it, and I was breathing it, and it was in my nostrils, and I was swallowing it, and. Mm -hmm. And, 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 and it was healing me. And as I was in it, God said, God, well, before God said anything, he showed me how he sees him. Like I got to look through God's eyes at Tommy Hunter. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
And then after I saw him the way God sees him, I got to feel the way mm -hmm. God feels about him. Wow. And it healed me. Yeah. And it and it and it just it just um it like, broke all of this gross stuff off my life like that I... Full surrender and... It was wild. Yeah, it just, just made me think of like... You know where the Bible says, Mark 12, 30, 31, it says, Love the Lord your, whole, your God with your whole heart, soul, mind, and strength. And then love your neighbors, you love yourself. And I, and I really feel like if we would just see ourselves, how God mm. sees us. And if we would see each other, how God sees yes. us. Yes. That, that, that commandment that God says is one of the, the greatest commandments... You know, those two put together um, would really just revolutionize the way that we do this thing called Christianity. In yeah. relationships, you know, and, and for and sure. relationship, for sure. Yeah. Because um, I can tell you that just even outside of our marriage, we have had relationship challenges, whether it be at work, in ministry, or wherever. Mm -hmm. And we, we choose to look at people that way now, mm -hmm. which just eliminates a lot of... A lot of the, the, the crap that most people have to go through just to get to the next step of relationship and um, or to get through a difficult situation. Yeah. And when you can see people, okay, wait a minute, there's something broken there. Yeah. And it's not a judgment thing. It's just a thing of, okay, they're behaving a certain way because there's something broken. Mm -hmm. And I know that we both had brokenness in our past. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I can understand and relate to where people are coming from before mm -hmm. they even go, you know, two more steps. Right. So, and it helps me to just love them where they're at, which is exactly what we tell people God does, right? Yes. Come to church because God will just love you where you're at. Mm. We just don't live the same thing mm. unless we know it. So, or have experienced it. Mm. So. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. So, in this in this time that I had with the love of God, um, God showed me how he feels about me. Mm. And um, I caught this revelation of my identity who I really am. I'm not a victim of Tommy Hunter, any other person. I'm not I'm not a mom. Oh, it's not about what I do for work. It's I am a daughter of the King of Kings. Yeah. And God said to me, Michelle, I want you to start praying for restoration of your marriage. <coughs> 15 minutes earlier and I'd heard the voice of God say, I want you to start believing for restoration of your marriage. I would have been like, what? Like, you know what he's done to me. Why, why would I go back to this guy? Why would I want that? But because I was so healed, because the love had consumed me, it was like, yes, of course, this is what I'm going to do. And God said, you know, I want you to start praying for your husband because if you don't, who will? And he's going the wrong way. So I came out of this encounter with this, like, fire blazing inside of me, wow. knowing that I'm going to believe for restoration of my marriage. Yeah. And then God took me through a process of four months of teaching me how to pray. And, and it wasn't... He, he taught me very valuable lessons about we don't pray for somebody. We don't come to the throne room with prayers for ourself regarding the other person. So the prayer was never about my marriage. Yeah. The prayer was never about change him because he's so jacked up. It was, God, you have a plan and a purpose for this man's life. Yes. Lord God, just take his eyes and replace them with your own so that when he looks at women, he, all he sees are daughters. Mm -hmm. Because if he's seeing daughters of God, he's not going to be lusting after them. Mm -hmm. God, take his heart and put your own heart inside of him. Because if he feels the way that you do, mm -hmm. and he loves the way that you do, he's mm -hmm. going to change the world. I prayed over his feet. 
and I prayed over his mind, I prayed over his ears, I would declare every morning, you know, I wrote these prayers out, and I would just pray over him five minutes here and five minutes there, and I would say, you know, Lord, I just pray over Tommy's ears today that they would be so sensitive to receive truth, and I pray today that you would bring somebody in his life to speak truth to him. And so we did this, or I did this for like four months, and oh, about two months in, um, I was stalking his social media. But you told yourself you weren't even going to do it. God told me, stop doing this. He kept telling me, stop looking at the social media. Because what I was doing was I was looking for physical evidence that something was changing. And God's like, a double-minded man is unstable in all their ways. You can't look for things that you're believing for because the opposite of faith is not doubt. Mm. The opposite of faith is sight. If you're looking for something that you're believing for, you're not really believing for it because you're looking for it with your eyes. Mm -hmm. So good. It's good. And so I would see him with, you know, he's running. She's, she's the preacher now. See? <laughs> That's really good I just stuff. sit back and go, go, Really go, good girl. stuff coming out of that. Yeah, I know. She's <laughs> awesome. He's running amok and he's, he's you know, I, I don't know how many relationships he was in, but he's attempting to be in relationships and, you know, doing all this dating and stuff. And so, and I didn't care though. Mm -hmm. it, it didn't deter me. Hold on. Let me interrupt. So her prayers were actually working, and I had, so I didn't know she was praying these things. Yeah. But yet, everything that she was praying, I was experiencing. So yeah. let me just say, so there's this wow. prayer in Zephaniah, Zephaniah 2.5, 2, 5. or Zechariah 2.5, one, one of the two. Mm -hmm. And it says, and I came across, I, I, in my own study, I came mm -hmm. across the scripture, and it says, the Lord says, I will be a wall of fire around her, and I will be the glory that's within her. Yeah. And I was like... Okay, so if I'm the one with the covenant mm. with this man and God created the covenant, then that means that I have more power than any woman in his bed, mm. right? Because I'm the one with the covenant. I'm going to put pressure on what God says mm -hmm. belongs to me. Mm -hmm. And if, I can, if God says that there's a wall or a fire around me protecting me, keeping bad things out, keeping me protected inside, I declared a wall of fire around him and I would pray over him every day, God had... I declare this wall of fire around him. I declare, Lord God, that that wall of fire is going to chase those women away and mm -hmm. it's going to keep him within the covenant that belongs to me. Mm -hmm. And I pray, Lord God, that you would drive him to his knees every single day with a need and an understanding mm -hmm. that he's he needs you. And mm -hmm. all this stuff was just like unfolding wow. without her even ever telling me. And I, and I, I love the beautiful thing about that is is that prayer actually works. <laughs> like God really, really, first of all, God really yeah. listens. Yes. Secondly, God really knows what He's doing. I think so, so often, smart. so often we want to go, "Hey, God, I got this." Yeah. You know, and He, we, we, we laugh about this now, and we just go, "You know, God really does know what He's doing." Yeah. He does. Yeah. You know, and we, and we so don't. You know, mm -hmm. and, and mm -hmm. I love partnering with Him because, mm -hmm. just not in this kind of stuff, but in everything that we do, and we find that mm -hmm. in decisions or things that we have to do, or you know, we get a lot of requests to go speak at churches or go overseas or whatever. Now, I mean, that's really blown up for us and so we're like okay cool but is this what you want to do and if so how do you want to do this mm -hmm. i mean what does this look like and we start having these dreams and revelations and words and it's like he really knows what he's doing because he knows his people so well yeah. he knows his creation so well mm -hmm. you know and so just for sake of time i, I want to yeah, fast forward a little bit um so the good news is um so the, the person she had prayed for to come into my life and speak into my life, 
knew you would have never thought you'd have thought I'd been a pastor, you'd have thought I'd have been some kind of marriage counselor. And that'd be, it ended up being one of the biggest rock stars in the world, um, Fieldy from the Bancorn. Mm-hmm. And um, Fieldy and, and uh, Michelle and I, you know, we're all family friends, and, and Brian Head Welch from the Bancorn, mm-hmm. you know, that we're family friends and stuff. But mm-hmm. God uses all kinds of people to move the chess pieces. And I remember being in Fieldy's backyard, and he was just like, and I, you know, I'm, all I'm doing is complaining about her. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he said these really profound words to me. He was like, <coughs> um, why don't you shut up? I mean, that was really what I needed to hear. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not what I wanted to hear, but it's what I needed to hear. Mm-hmm. And he was the guy I could receive from. And so um, he started breaking down First Corinthians 13 for me and just what love looked like and all that. And he said, you know, why don't you just jump on a plane and, and go to Arizona and, and get Michelle? This was after we got divorced. This, yeah, this was yeah, this about was two, two weeks, weeks after, after our divorce yeah. was final. Wow. So, so I did just that. I thought, well, this has got to be from God, you know. So two days later, I was on a plane. We... we this is how much of a control freak I was, though. Mm-hmm. So I was like, hey, can we meet? You know, and so she, her, now she's like, oh my gosh, my, my prayers are getting answered. I'm in my living room, like, doing the glory dance, you know what I mean? Screaming, hollering, and I'm like, God, this is the cape. Thank you, thank you. Like, this is finally happening. Here's what I said, I'll give you an hour. I'm like, I was, I was still, I still wanted to, because I was still operating in fear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't know any of it. I mean, I had, you know, 44 years of operating in fear, so. Mm-hmm. You know, and I just, it just hit me in this revelation. That's all I knew was fear. Being afraid of my parents. Being afraid of situations and all what that. What people would think about you. Yeah, so. Even your own behavior you were afraid of. So, yeah. anyway. Wow, good stuff. But, um. So we got back together. I mean, we were together five minutes. We were like, okay, we're good. Mm-hmm. But we're going to do this the right way now. Mm-hmm. And, well, God, I don't know what that looks like. But, man, whatever it is, order our steps, direct our paths. I mean, you're going to need mm-hmm. not just a light, but like a, you mm-hmm. know, a beacon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> to light our path and mm-hmm. tell us how to get there. Mm-hmm. And, the, so. and the thing is, we would like to be able to say that, you know, we got back together and everything was amazing and perfect, but it yeah. wasn't. It was exactly the same as it had always been. Um, Tommy's, I, this, this is a good point. For anybody who is in a difficult relationship, yes. it doesn't even have to be a marriage relationship. It can be with a child or a mother-in-law or yeah. your, your spouse, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm the one who changed first. Yep. I didn't do the cheating. I didn't do the hitting. I wasn't abusive like Tommy was. I had a whole lot of crazy, but, mm-hmm. you know, mine just looked different than his. Mm-hmm. But I'm the one who changed first. When Tommy and I got back together, I was fully surrendered to the heart of God. Mm-hmm. And the word says that we're sub- supposed to submit ourselves one to another. Yeah. And it tells us as wives mm-hmm. that we're supposed to submit to our husbands. Mm-hmm. And I can tell you that in my whole life... <laughs> The word submit was not something that I ever used. Mm-hmm. It is not a word I agreed with. Mm-hmm. And it was certainly not something I was ever going to do. It didn't feel safe, did it? It doesn't feel safe. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, is when you're fully submitted to God, that means he's your protector. Yes. It means he's your provider. It means he's the one, that he is the source. Yeah. And so I was so surrendered to God mm-hmm. that it didn't matter that Tommy was exactly the same as he had been because... I was then not. I was no longer in a place of a victim. Right. When he's, um, you know, the first four months we got, we were back together were yeah. really rough. He had, you know, all the same outbursts, temper tantrums, and yeah. all the same stuff. But instead of me trying to figure out how to get away from him and yeah. inwardly disrespecting him and hating him, my heart was submissive. I was full of grace and I was full of love and I would just pray under my so, breath. So I experienced that with her, not just with her, but with anybody. 
-hmm. for honestly the first time, especially somebody I was in a relationship with. Mm -hmm. And so seeing that change, and I knew it wasn't just a fake change. Michelle's never been fake about anything, but um, it started to change who I was because I was like, I need to have some behavior changes too, but I need to have more of a heart change because mm -hmm. I saw her heart changing. And then next thing you know, four months later, Again, a lot of that came with intentional... Did that make you feel... When she changed and you started to feel that wanting to change, did you feel now safe enough to make those changes? So, yes and no. So, let me explain that. So, safety was... Um, there was I was gaining safety with her. I was gaining trust with her. Yeah. Because I was allowing myself to. had nothing to do with that she... It was just that I was, I guess it had something to do, but I mean, I was really, for the first time, being vulnerable. Vulnerable. Well, and I did. I did create a place of safety because I was not responding or reacting yeah, to his yeah. I outburst. Mm -hmm. I would remain calm, yeah. and I was full of grace, and full of love, but, and full of mercy. You know, in Colossians, Colossians 3.13, it says, you know, make room for each other's faults. And yeah. really what Michelle did was, she made some room yeah. for me to grow in this area. Yeah. And it was, I mean, we, we were intentional. Mm -hmm. Super intentional. And we, we, I mean, we decided that we were going to do every, I never knew what love was. Yeah. I heard those words and I had mm -hmm. a concept. I've seen it on TV and in the movies and mm -hmm. on social media, but I never experienced it until um, I saw her really walking this thing out and mm -hmm. being loved to me. Mm -hmm. I said, I want that. And so I'm going to be as intentional as I can possibly be to be whatever this is. Mm -hmm. And so it was about four months later till that was our, we had a shift or a turn in our relationship. And I'll tell you really quickly what that was because it's kind of funny. Mm -hmm. But um, <laughs> So we were intentionally living out and becoming First Corinthians 13, which is patient and kind and not keeping a record of wrongs and enduring through everything and not giving up and not boasting about how great we are and all this stuff. But what it means is we... We weren't just reading it. We were becoming no. it. So we actually wrote it out. And so mm. Michelle is patient. Michelle is kind. Michelle doesn't keep a record of wrongs. Michelle, you know, and then he wrote his out and we would read them to each other. Did someone teach you that? No. no. Wow. And no. So... We, we wanted to be different. We wanted something we'd never so, had before. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's the thing. If you want something you, you've never had before, you got to do things that you've never done exactly. before. Exactly. That's yeah. a good one. So we yeah. said... Mm -hmm. We're going to do whatever whatever this says. Whatever and then, the word says. And then I started looking at different verses about what love was and mm. when I was supposed to do it, how I was supposed to do it. And I said, I'm going to own this because mm -hmm. yeah. I've never done it before, so I'm going to own it. And mm -hmm. uh, so fast forward, here we are four months, and Michelle says, okay. I remember we were sitting when we lived in Long Beach, and I, I was sitting up on the counter in our kitchen. We were just talking. All of a sudden, out of the blue, Michelle's like, hey, why don't you... Um, why don't you tell me everything you did while we were apart? It wasn't actually while we were apart. It was while we were together. Oh, oh. I wanted a confession. <coughs> I mean, I already knew. I'd already caught him in a bunch of stuff. I'd already whatever, whatever. I just wanted a confession. I wanted some sort of validation mm. for every, foolishly. You know, mm. that's kind of one of those oh crap moments, you know, mm -hmm. for a guy. <laughs> right. And so, but because I have been studying it and really just getting my head around it, mm. Holy Spirit, all within like that. I mean, it was literally, it happened this quick. Gave me a vision yeah. and gave me a word. And the, the vision, well, the word was, love doesn't keep a record of wrongs. Yeah. So it means the record yeah. is the wrongs that I did. So there's no record of those wrongs. Love doesn't keep it. Mm 
So what that looks like in a vision is um, a record player that has a broken record on it. Mm. So what happens to that broken record? One, it has a crack in it, mm -hmm. which means there's, there's something broken about it, mm -hmm. which means when you play the record, it never gets past the, to the rest of the song. So you can, you always get stuck. Get stuck in. You always get stuck in the past. Mm -hmm. He said, if you, want, if you want to move on, take off the record, put on a new one, sing a new song. And so in that moment, I said, Michelle. <laughs> you just broke it down I really said, well, um, and I just said, what humbly like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I really said, what, what value does it have for us to keep the record of the wrongs and even talk about the past? Because mm -hmm. God is trying to take us forward, but it will never get forward if we're always focusing on where we used to be. Mm -hmm. And there's something so powerful about using the word the way that God intended for us to use it. We used it in this moment. Okay. We applied it to the situation. Oh, yeah. And this spirit of um, freedom came over the both of us. And I literally got set free of me in that moment. Of me. Which then set me what? free. Which, which then allowed, again, for the, the safe place you're talking yeah. about. Because you talk about from a guy's perspective. I was like, she was like, okay. And I was like, whoa, I am free. And I'm free to talk about... No, you want to talk about the past? Let's talk about it because you just set me free. So yeah, it it, it um there was this there was this spiritual shift in our relationship. Mm -hmm. um, I got set free in that moment of ever needing validation, or I'm sorry, wow. or I, I didn't need any of it because God says, mm -hmm. "Don't keep a record of wrongs." Yeah. But how often do we actually do what God's word says? Mm -hmm. But there's this amazing spiritual aspect of it when we just do what he says wholeheartedly mm -hmm. um there's an amazing blessing on the other side of it and and it was yeah. it was um I, I think for the rest of that first year we had to continuously work out some kinks um you know tommy had behaviors and he he would lash out or whatever and then he'd be like oh, i'm so sorry yeah. i didn't mean that I'm sorry. I said that. I'm sorry. Catch and so himself. catch himself. And mm -hmm. so, the, so you know, you may have to do it 500 times today, mm -hmm. but tomorrow it's only 499. Catch it and own it. Catch it and own it. And then pretty soon yeah, you're not then, doing it anymore because you own it so well. You just it's just who. It's mm -hmm. what I it's, you know. It's what I call. So it's just how I say this. Mm -hmm. A lot of people get into relationships. They say, "Oh, I fell in love with so and so." Mm -hmm. And then a year later, they break up or they get a divorce. Because they fell out of love. Because they fell out of love. Right. And, and I equate that to this. It's, it's like falling in a mud puddle. Mm. And you go, oh, I don't like this. I'm cold. I'm wet. I'm dirty. Mm. And so you, what do you do? You, naturally, you get up and you leave and you go get cleaned off. Mm -hmm. Which you get up out of the relationship and you go to another one. Mm. And so mm. there's a difference between falling in love and becoming it. Because when you become it, it's your character. It's who you are. Yeah, John it's what 1, you do. John 1, he says, you know. That's really good. He says uh, that in the beginning, the Word was God, and the, and, and the Word was God, and the Word was with God. Mm -hmm. so, it became flesh and dwelt among us. Yeah, so in verse 14, he says, and the Word became flesh, became flesh, and dwelt among us. And I thought, well, mm -hmm. if the Word can become flesh, it means I can get the Word in me because I'm flesh. And I can and it can dwell out of me and around me and it. out of me. Right. So I can become it. He doesn't just want us to read his word, but become it. But then there's the other so, scriptures that talk about. So we're made in God's image, mm -hmm. and God is love. Mm -hmm. And so if First Corinthians thirteen breaks down what love is, mm -hmm. we we are supposed to become those things. Yeah. We never well, give up. We mm -hmm. cover multitudes of sins. Um, we believe the best in every situation. You know. Um, Ephesians 5 1 says imitate God like replicate how he is in love like little children you know 
Right. So we're supposed to imitate, we're supposed to be the mirror of God's love to the world. Yeah. And then you go to Romans 13, 8, and, I, and I'm, I don't even have to look these up. Like, they're here because this is what goes through my head on a daily basis. Yeah. Every time I walk into a Starbucks or a grocery store or a gas station in Maui, I mean, so many radical stories. But it says, oh, no man, anything except to love him, love them. So I owe it to you, Gloria. Mm. She owes it to you to love you and mm -hmm. vice, versa. Yeah, vice versa. And that's how it's supposed to be. Right. Not all this chaos that we're experiencing, you know, such division mm. in the world right now. But man, love just so needs to interrupt this plan that the enemy has. So I agree. So there we are. We're now happily married. Now we're six years into it. Yeah. Um, to, well, back, let's back up to the after, you know, after we worked this thing out. Um, it was it within our first year of being back together that God called us to start a church. Mm -hmm. And um, all. Um, that was crazy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> right, right in the heart of downtown Long Beach where, you know, if, if, if anywhere, I don't know, people mm -hmm. need love. That was the place. Yeah. And he real, I will tell you this. God used the next four and a half years to groom us. In such a, a beautiful way to really love people, people who desperately needed it. Mm -hmm. Broken people, hurting broken people, people, addicted people, mm -hmm. um, broken relationships. Mm -hmm. You you the, you check the box on every, all of the above. Mm -hmm. And it really, I mean, we had a lot of people come against us. We had a lot of things said to us that I, I, I just for the life of me could never think to say to a pastor mm -hmm. or somebody in that place. Anybody. Of, that place of just leadership. Anybody, just regular people. Yeah, yeah, I mean... <laughs> We've been we've been through a lot the last you know our kids it's been five and a half years there's just been a lot but here we are now we're kind of on this other side where we've mm -hmm. dissolved the church yeah. uh, by by a move of God and now we get to and we've been doing this actually for the last three and a half years this was part of the dis, this decision making mm -hmm. and dissolving church but now we travel the world mm -hmm. we get to share the love of God with people awesome. and mm -hmm. we get to speak at marriage conferences teach people how to become love how to do Mm. marriage is right how to do relationship right mm -hmm. and there's a there's an anointing that comes with transparency yeah and um uh people need transparency yeah. um they need they need it from us and they need yeah. it from people in leadership um because they need to know that they're not alone in what they go through and uh we have seen this anointing um that comes with transparency yeah. uh just it's almost like a wave of love. Mm. It allows love in. Um, and so we are so excited and honored that God would use us. The incredible mm. mess that we have. Before we even became together, Tommy created an incredible mess of his life. And so did I. And then we came together and made even a bigger mess, you know? Yeah. And so um, there's nothing, nothing, nothing that you could go through that God can't restore. Yeah. Um, and restore it to the place where he intended it. Yeah. Uh, what Tommy and I have today is so much mm. more than I even knew mm. was possible in a relationship. Yeah. Um, and so for us to be able to go into churches and, and events or whatever and, um, and walk people through the process of how to get um, honest with yourself, and then and then it's lay really things good. out on the table and be super transparent because there's mm -hmm. this verse in the Bible. Mm -hmm. It's one of the verses that God used um, in my life when I was in jail, and it just it, it changed my perspective forever. So from Ephesians five, and it says, "Have nothing to do with the fruitless deeds of darkness, but expose them." 
And then, um, you know, out of that came this revelation of what mold does, what mold looks like. Mm. And mold in the dark grows grows and it gets powerful and it's where it gets its strength is from the darkness. But you expose it to the light and it dies. And in relationships, we have all of these secrets and we have all of these addictions and we have all of these um, things that we hide from our church family or that we hide from the people in our life or that we even try to hide from ourselves. And and that's they get powerful that way because they're hidden. But once we bring things out into the light and we expose it and we talk about it and we deal yeah. with it, it loses its power. And so, um, you know, I really think that God has called us to um, to share this revelation with people yeah. and to help people get free. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, and totally. so, so what we've seen yeah. happen, and I, I just was noticing <laughs> the time, and I, I felt like we were beating up all the time. That I, I'm sure you have questions. So, but um, what we, one of the our vision. Mm-hmm. For our ministry, um, which is one three ministries, yeah. which comes from one three first first Corinthians, first Corinthians 13. thirteen, so it's the number thirteen. And I found seven sections of scripture that use the number thirteen, or it's the verse, or it's the chapter, mm-hmm. and they all relate to love. So that's where that comes from. Okay. But um, so the vision for our ministry is not only just to go in and do what we do, but to leave to leave something there with people mm-hmm. that. That one couple will say, so say it's, it's, it's our legacy is to leave. So I want one couple out of all the you know, at each church to go, I want to, I, I, I want to do what they do and then say, teach us to do this. And so we've done that now mm. and we're seeing little things pop up. People calling us, Hey, I started, the, I started a marriage ministry at our church that we didn't have oh, before. Awesome. One of the first couples that we um, worked with together, um, I, I for a long, <coughs> for a long period of time, they were, um, they were in the middle of a divorce, I think, yeah. and um, we worked with them, and, and now they have their own marriage ministry in a church, you know, and... Oh, um, it's incredible. Yeah, yeah it's a, really incredible. There's another, another pastor just hit me up while we were sitting here, wants us to go to Honduras with them mm-hmm. um, to do the same thing what we do, mm-hmm. and then he had a, there's a couple in his church who have started a movement, because we spoke there last year. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a whole other wild trip, but um, <laughs> we go on these wild adventures that God takes us, and we're just, whatever he wants us to do, we go. Yeah, that's so. good. You guys are, you guys are incredible. I, I, I have one question. Okay. Um, um, and I was waiting, but you said, you, you kind of already answered the question, and I'll tell you after, we're, we're off camera, why, but um, what would you say... Uh, if someone came to you and they're like, you know, we, we just fell out of love. We're, we're, we're not, we're going to get a divorce. Mm-hmm. So I would, I would ask if, if they're, so my first question would be, are you willing to try to work this out? Mm-hmm. Okay. And if the, if the answer is yes, then the next question, and this is how we start all of our marriage coaching. Mm-hmm. It's kind of my prerequisite. And so, um, I asked it. So if they're willing, so what are you willing to do mm-hmm. to make this work? And if the answer is anything less than uh, everything and anything, yeah, it whatever it takes, mm-hmm. I can't. We, we can't help you mm-hmm. because your mind's already made up. Mm-hmm. You've already you've already made your decision. But mm-hmm. if they're willing to um, walk the process out, because it's a process. It's a process. I'm you know, sure. it's two selfish people trying to become one. Mm-hmm. And so so often it's two people fighting to be two. Yeah, the well, thing there's a lot of brokenness behind as well. Right. The thing. The thing about. Love, though, see, it's not a falling in or falling out. 
-hmm. It's a choice. It's a choice. Yeah. And I mean, because if there was anybody who was out of love with anybody, mm -hmm. as much as a person could be, it would be me with him. Mm -hmm. And uh, this isn't, love is not a feeling. Nope. It's it's not something that comes and goes. It's something that you believe. It's something that you choose. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know... Um, you know, a lot of people, um, if, if they would really take Mark 12, 30, 31 serious, mm -hmm. it's a commandment. It's not a suggestion. It's not the great suggestion. Mm -hmm. It's the great commandment. Mm -hmm. And not only that, but if they, a lot of people also... Go, yeah, okay, okay. And they all want to you know, reach the city. They want to go reach the, the world. Mm -hmm. and they want to evangelize. And, and granted, we're supposed to do that. Mm -hmm. It's really hard to do the Great Commission without doing the Great Commandment first, though. Wow. It's true. And this, the, this, 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 this is our first ministry is our family. And, you know, it's, it's sad, but um, most of the time we treat strangers better than we do our spouse you know we're more 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 courteous and mm -hmm. we're more thoughtful and and um but these are these are all um yeah. you know travesties because if i can't do this ministry selflessly yeah um then how could i even hope to sow into somebody else or be a blessing in someone else's life if i can't get this right i don't want to say so the enemy so badly wants to divide. My, my son and I just had this conversation a few weeks ago. He says, yeah. man, why why is all this stuff happening? I said, man, it's all about, the enemy just wants to divide people. Yeah. Because then he has the sense or he has the the thought or idea that he wins. But my son's like, yeah, but he he doesn't win. And I go, I know. It's just, it's just an attempt to get everybody separated from God while they're here on earth. Mm. And it's the same thing in marriage. And it's just the littlest mm. things. I remember... She doesn't know this, so this is going to be live, you know, for her first time uh -oh. hearing this. So the other day we were, because you know we're not perfect, we're being perfected, right? We're just right. trying to get the glory right now. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so Michelle was a little irritable um, on the way home from Tijuana the other day. Mm. And she said something, I don't know, she snapped or what, and here's what I did. I, I didn't say anything to her. Mm -hmm. I, I went to my prayer closet in my brain, in my head, mm. and I said, hey, you know what, God? I don't like the way that that felt, but that's your daughter. Mm -hmm. You deal with her. And I promise you, it wasn't but 10 seconds later. Mm -hmm. She goes, hey, you know what? I'm sorry. And I, I, I had a chuckle inside because mm -hmm. God really knows what he's doing, and he really does answer prayers. And he really wants, he, he's so against the vision. Mm -hmm. But this, this is, wait, wait, hold wait. on, this is learned <laughs> behavior. Mm -hmm. We have to train ourselves mm -hmm. to not respond mm -hmm. in flesh, okay? So can I, I'm going to exactly. say one thing, and then you can, and then you can ask, so I think the, you're already gonna say it. <laughs> the thing that we that God has over and over and over shown us is that the only right we have is to love. Yes. Yeah. It's the only right mm -hmm. as Christians that we have is to love. What mm -hmm. is love? Love is patient, it's kind, it is yes. read first Corinthians thirteen yeah. to find out what love is. But see what happens yeah. is the reason that people split up, the reason that people marriage is so hard mm -hmm. is because of offense. Mm. We don't have a right to be in offense. Mm -hmm. We don't have a right to be in unforgiveness. We don't have a right to be in bitterness. It doesn't matter if you have the mindset of, but you don't know what he's done to me because nowhere in the Bible does it say mm -hmm. you you love only based upon these things if the person's deserving of it, yeah. if the person's asked for forgiveness, if yeah. the person is changing, if the person is deserving, right? Yes. Our only right is to love, love and my, to be loved. Yeah, I love, my, I love <laughs> my, Yeah, so good, right? Yeah. 
I know she dropped that bomb a few, <laughs> a few months ago. I was like, dang, all right. Awesome. I, I love when Jesus was at the Mount of Olives and he was praying and he's like, he's so he's he's in this weak moment and he's just like, you know, having one of them victim moments. Mm -hmm. And 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 I, and I say that very loosely because it the victim moment happened for about two seconds for Jesus, you mm -hmm. know, like because, a poor me kind of yeah, because he was human, right? For you know, he was at least he had some humanness to him. Mm -hmm. But he says, "Can you just take the cup from me? Because you know, I know it's about to happen." So he's but he was wait a minute. Your will be done, not my own. Mm -hmm. And he immediately shifted over to go, what would God want me to do in this situation? What was my? What does my father want me to do? Oh, that's right. Yeah. He's already laid out the purpose and the plan. I'm following it. Yeah. And so the purpose yeah. and the plan for us as Christians is to love one another. That's it. To love yeah. our neighbor. When I roll over in the morning and I see her, that's my first neighbor. Mm -hmm. Not the guy next door, not the guy down the street, not the guy at work. Mm -hmm. This is my first neighbor. Mm -hmm. And so he says, love her. Mm-hmm. Our relationships would go a whole lot better if we had a clear understanding of who we are. Yeah. You know, that, that yeah. and whose we are. Yeah. And, um, so, hold on. Who's this? Mary and Elizabeth have been, like, faithfully watching. I just have to acknowledge Mary and Elizabeth. <laughs> hey, ladies. <laughs> you guys are on top of it. Getting some stuff here today. Yes. All right. So what else do you have for us? You know, I I am so I'm so blessed. You guys said all. I mean, you guys were just amazing. You guys brought it real and raw. Oh, thank you. Um, yeah, you know, one of the things that you said is 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 that when she was um, going through, you know, you were having this little situation coming back from Tijuana, and yeah. you said you went into your head and prayed. Oh yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Oh, what you mean you didn't pray demons out of her and lay hands on her? No. That probably wouldn't be would be received good, very well. Right? Wow. But the thing is, is the voice of God. But you know some guys do that. Oh, that ain't right, though. The voice of God is how we get our partner's heart to move. Mm -hmm. It's not our own voice. You know how the Bible says in Proverbs that, you know, the, the, um, the voice of a griping woman or whatever is like the dripping, you know, the dripping of rain on a tin roof or something. <laughs> right. But so, yeah. so both of us have learned that, you know, I'll, I'll have an idea or I'll, I'll have an opinion about something and I will bring it up to him maybe two or three times max. And he'll, he'll shoot it. If if he shoots it down, I don't bring it up again, but I'll go to God. Mm -hmm. And I'll say, Lord, like, I know this is right. I know this is the way. I know this is the idea. I know this is the solution, whatever. Mm -hmm. I said, I need you to talk to Tommy's heart. Mm -hmm. And the next morning, he'll wake up. It'll be 6 o'clock in the morning. He's like, boing. He has this, like, amazing idea. It's the thing I've been telling him, but it sounds so, different so when true. God talks to him. But mm -hmm. so, so I, had, I brought something to Michelle the other day. We were actually we were in Mexico, and mm -hmm. um, I said, hey, I had this thought, and I, and I, I don't know. Here's what I'm thinking. And Michelle was silent. And I was like, so I said it again. She was silent. So I went to God about it. And I said, look, here's what I'm thinking. And he's like, no, that's not what I'm thinking. And I went to her and I go, yeah, God was saying that's not what he's thinking either. So apparently you both are on the same page. Because she, so we really, um, we depend on them. as much as we can rely on that because. Mm -hmm. Because I'm not the boss of him and no. he's not the boss of me. And we can't. Lord over each other. Mm -hmm. We have to be submitted to God. Mm -hmm. And I believe that God is so capable of speaking to my husband. And I believe that God's voice in my husband's ear mm -hmm. um, can be a lot more convincing or well, well, um, impactful than my own voice. Well, and so, you know, because sometimes our emotion gets involved or our, our, our own agenda or selfishness gets involved. Yeah. And none of that resides in the Spirit of God. And so he's, he's mm -hmm. so gentle and he's so loving, but he's so... Um, 
spot on with what he has to say. You know, you, you know and mm -hmm. so when he delivers the message, it's the perfect one. Yeah. And when he delivers the answer, it's always the right one. Yeah. And when he delivers it, it's always in the right moment, you know? And so, That's really good. Yeah, I, I always, I wait for that. I, I need that. Yeah. Yeah, we do. Because I got stupidity still, you know? It keeps, it keeps people from doing this. Yeah. Because yeah. you're, you're, not, you're not at odds with each other. Yeah. You're listening to the voice of God and you're praying through the situation. Yeah. You know? That's really good, you guys. Before we, before we close, I want to thank you for being here. Thank, thank you, you for having us. <laughs> yeah, I meant to say, it's an honor too, by the way. We so appreciate stuff like this, so thank you. Yeah, Aww. thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I really appreciate it. We stalk you too, so don't worry. <laughs> well, uh, I, I want to ask you, um, since, since the name <coughs> of this show is called Heart of the City San Diego, yeah. I want to ask you, which we probably already have said, you know, all throughout the whole conversation, sure. you guys are the heart of San Diego. We need people like yeah. you to bring it real and raw, to yeah. tell us, to tell ministers, preachers, who think that they're all, you know, that, to, that, that they're, you know, that they really need to get real. Uh, and love the way that you guys, you know, are explaining that. But how sure. are you the, the heart of the city in San Diego? Well, I, I, thank you. So I really believe God moved us from Long Beach because our assignment there was over. And so our new assignment is here in San Diego and obviously all over the world. But mm -hmm. home base is here in San Diego. So um, I've kind of got a long answer, but I'll shorten it as much as I can. Mm -hmm. okay. um, he introduced us to our pastors, our now pastors, Pastors Leanne and uh, Jurgen um, of C3 Church mm -hmm. and you couldn't find two more people who are so love mm -hmm. for this city and so the connection mm -hmm. was we, we felt like we meshed perfectly with them That's great. and so their mission is to, to really change San Diego by loving it mm -hmm. and um, by loving the people mm -hmm. and so that fits with our agenda mm -hmm. and so our heart is for people and because we live here, it's hometown now. <laughs> so everywhere we go, we're, we find ourselves just loving on people. So mm -hmm. how are we the heart? I think um, just bringing the presence of God to San Diego. Freedom. You know, letting freedom. people know, yeah, letting people know that God intends for them to live in freedom. Mm -hmm. yeah. mm -hmm. The church is in you know, a lot of bondage. Yeah. And uh, we desire to see that broken off, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I think doing relationship with people here and getting them... Getting to know you, getting to know them, and just mm. doing life with people. Yeah. Because so many people are running 100 miles an hour. Mm. We are we are learning or and growing in that area as well. Mm. But um, but we're also experiencing some great relationships down here. Mm -hmm. And um, that's good. There is there's freedom just to love people here, so it's really good. Awesome. Yeah. 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 So San Diego needs you guys. We're working oh, thank you. Yeah. you guys. Thank you. Yeah, it's so good. Awesome. So for those of you who are listening. Um, and you're going to listen to the to the replay and things like that. But there's a lot of preachers that, and so a lot of you guys out there that have your own churches and stuff. Um, you know, these guys, you can have them come and minister at your churches and things. Absolutely, sure. um, they would love to come. I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, you know, and if you if you want to just bring them and hang out with them and have sit down and have a cup of coffee with them, yeah, you, you're gonna get so much. You're gonna glean so much off of the conversation that you have, yeah. even you. over a cup of coffee, you guys. Yeah, I just want to say, um, and it's not for. I, I want to set something really clear: is that yeah, we love speaking at churches, yeah, but it's not about speaking at churches. It's really bringing a message of a hope. 
out of love and really just transformation yeah. through yes. transparency. Yes. And um, I really, yeah, I really believe that healthy, um, healthy marriages equal healthy families, yes. which then creates healthy churches. Yes. Which means then we we have the now greatest uh, commandment, which means then we can go do the greatest commission. Yeah. And so that's we good. hope that we can be a part of that yeah. in wherever whoever reaches out. I mean, that's really the heart behind this. So, yeah, yeah um, to reach us, mm -hmm. Tommy Hunter on Facebook, Michelle Hunter on Facebook for the ladies, or if you want to check out our ministry, mm -hmm. um, it's Website. one three ministries. So that's you spell it out. Um, no, it's number one, one number three, three. Um, ministries.com. Ministries and then we also have our Facebook, our Instagrams. Just look us up there. Yeah. You know, they're all open. They're all, we don't try to um, hide anything. We don't. Get yeah. in there, check us out, look at our pictures, see how weird we are. You know, but you can also see how, how much fun we have too. So, anyway. yeah. Thank yeah, you. Thanks, All right. So, with that said, you guys, we're going to peace out. Michelle and Tommy Hunter. Yeah. Thank you. Peace Thank out, you. you guys. See you later.